We are the Marcelin Brothers, and this is the Marcelin Brothers Podcast, MBP for short. We are here to share our story and to contribute our thoughts about everyday topics in life. Time to sit back, relax, and get ready for the MVP attack. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Today is July 27th, 2019. And if you are listening or watching, you are listening or watching to the Marcelin Brothers podcast. We got M Squared in the house. What's going on, MLM? What's going on, Marvelous? What's going on? Mm. <laughs> What's going on, y'all? Just another fantastic day. Happy Saturday. Great to be here with you guys. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Well, first off, before I go on, I want to make sure that I publicly say happy anniversary to my beautiful wife, Leah. We got married on 7-25-2015. So we have been married for four years now. Ooh, congratulations. Four years now. Wow. Congratulations. Big time. Leah, thank you for being my rock. Thank you for being the love of my life. Thank you for giving us Ophelia. We've had four great years running, and I am looking for 444 more years to go. I want to make sure I give a shout out to my beautiful wife, who is the rock, who makes everything run, who's the best mother and mother could ever have to our daughter Ophelia. She is the best wife that I could ever have, and she's just the most amazing individual. So Leah, thank you for everything that you do. Thank you for all the sacrifices that you do for our family. Thank you for being a great inspiration to our daughter. And again, I'm so lucky to have you. Thank you so much, Leah. Congrats. (laughs) So, Man, how did the week go, man? Talk to me. We haven't talked in about a week, so tell me what's new. Tell me what's good. What's going on in your neck of the woods? Hey, I am approaching the last week for the month of July, and what that means is I'm going to be approaching 11 more months before it's time to me official, be officially done with residency, so the countdown is on, everybody. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Now, when are you going to start the actual countdown? Like, I remember for me when I was a pharmacy resident, my co-residents had a countdown. I didn't start my countdown officially until it was double digits. But, you know, with you, I just wanted to ask you, what are you doing? How are you doing your countdown? I spoke to Christopher. We kind of talked about it. My countdown was on an actual calendar, and I had the days written on the calendar. And then there was a big X marks the spot on the last day but what we would do is every single day that we were done with the count with the day we would just do a big x on every day tell me what you and your co-residents are doing whoa we haven't gone that far into you know the whole big picture idea this is just something that i started talking amongst myself but that would be something pretty cool to bring up with my uh, co-residents to see if anybody was interested in that i think what i'm going to do though is start one of those online tickers you know that just starts to count down i'm sure i can find something relatively simply uh and just do that countdown from there 
and then just watch it as it goes down. I probably won't really allow it to hit me until maybe six months or no, maybe like four months before it's officially uh, time to go. But I do want to start that countdown. So let me get one of those online digital countdowns and then just have it on my computer. All right, all right, all right. Very cool, very cool. Let's see what's going on for me. For me, let's see. Oh, last weekend, went up to D.C. Shout out to Phil. The reason why we were in D.C. is we had, you know, my fraternity, Kappa Psi Pharmaceutical Fraternity Incorporated, we had our every two-year meeting. And the location of that meeting was over in Washington, D.C. So I got a chance to go up there and spend. We just ended up doing the weekend. Normally, the meeting starts on a Tuesday or Wednesday and it finishes on a Sunday but because we had lots of stuff going on with work I had a lot of products going on we ended up just making it a weekend so we flew up Friday into DC stayed with cousin I actually got to see cousin Phil got to actually see Natasha she was up there got to see you know, Uncle Jato, because they were on their way to go up to a reunion and stuff just ended up happening and they weren't able to go. So I got to see that whole crew. So that was cool. And then after that, then got to walk around the. So, you know, the whole Apollo launch thing, this mm -hmm. was like it was yeah. one of the anniversaries. So yep. up in D.C., they actually had a lot of stuff going on to commemorate that. So what they did with the Washington Monument, they actually had like a light show you know, video show, and they actually had the Apollo, you know, aircraft go up, and it pretty much took the whole side of the Washington Monument. So it was pretty big deal out there. So that was a lot of fun. DC is cool. It was hot, but lots of free stuff, lots of museums. It was a good time. It was a good time. So I can't complain about that. Fantastic. And right now I'm hearing some thunder and raining in the background. Yeah, being in South Florida, that's what ends up happening. You've got that on target around 4 o'clock storm that ends up going on for about a half hour. You remember how that was. So, yeah, I do, I do, know, I do. 4, 4.30, like one second, it's pitch dark, it's black. You wait about a half hour, it's bright and sunny. You're like, man, what happened? So, But the humidity right stays now. in effect, huh? Yes, it does, man. Yes, it does. <laughs> the humidity is real, man. The humidity is real. All right, good stuff. Well, it's been about six minutes, so let's start talking about some of our fun conversations. So, again, MBPers, we are going to have another one of our current event conversations. And, again, for those of you who are newly entering the MPP crew, what we do on our current event show is we each bring up a current event that we want to discuss. We then analyze it. We give our opinions. And then after that, then we let the other individuals do the same thing. And then we have some closing remarks that we want to make sure that we keep with our listeners. So with that being said, you know what? I think I'm going to go first, Marvin. Sure. I'm going to go first. You know, so, uh, you know, for me, there aren't many things that bother me. And for the most part, I'm pretty cool, calm, and collective. But when you mess with my TV shows... When I'm working hard at work, working <laughs> 50 plus hours at work, and Ooh. I just want to go home and I just want to go in and listen and watch my TV shows and I can't, mm. that's where the problem comes in. So what I'm talking about is there is a dispute currently going on with AT&T and DirecTV. And, you know, I don't really watch live TV 
because, you know, I'm doing stuff. I'm at work. So for the most part, for me, it got Philia taking her to bed. So for me, I like to record my TV shows so that I can watch them at my leisure. And also, when I can watch them at my leisure, since they're recorded, I have an opportunity to fast forward through the commercials. So that is my thing. So be that as it may, I remember earlier this week, I was about to catch up with watching some of my shows. I watched SWAT. I watched NCIS. I watched elementary i watched hawaii 50 so i got a lot of shows from cbs and when i went in and i clicked on one of my recordings i had this screen that said something about we are sorry to share with you but with all of our you know content we are currently having a dispute with cbs we tried to you know what i'm gonna you know, I'm going to see if I can find the exact wording of it because I just gotcha, need to make gotcha. sure that I'm doing this right. But I'm, I'm just so mad. I'm venting. I know. I know. <laughs> but let me let me get the exact wording over here because I am just so mad right now. All right. Finding my picture. Let's go to a couple of days ago. Hold on. Wait a minute. I know this isn't the best air. But let me get to it. All right. This is what it said. And I quote. CBS has removed this channel from your lineup despite our request to keep it available to you. We share your frustration and regret any inconvenience. As an alternative, you can watch some CBS programming on CBS.com or with a subscription to the CBS All Access app. Please visit TVPromise.com for more information. DirecTV. Mm. So I get that. And then I realize how much CBS I watch. So I don't know if I'm mad at CBS or DirecTV. But with that being said, let me just read the article because it's going to be a lot more eloquent than me. And then after that, we'll discuss. Sure. All right. So the name of the title is You Can Still Watch CBS Content During Its Blackout with AT&T and DirecTV. Here's how. And this is written by Howard Cohen. And this is actually from the Miami Herald. So originally it was written on January or July 20th, and it was updated on July 25th. As of Saturday morning, AT&T UVerse or DirecTV customers in Miami and other cities nationwide can no longer watch CBS channels or CBS affiliates on their televisions, at least not in the traditional way. That's because a dispute between CBS Corporation and AT&T over licensing fees, the latter pays to the network in order to broadcast its signal, entered the blackout phase at 2 a.m. The deadline to reach an agreement between the two entities came and went, so the CBS signal went black for millions of AT&T DirecTV customers in 17 cities. Miami, home to the Miami Herald news partner CBS4, is one of the affected cities. Also in the blackout are New York, Los Angeles, Chicago, Philadelphia, San Francisco, Boston, Atlanta, Tampa, Seattle, Detroit, Minneapolis, Denver, Sacramento, Pittsburgh, and Baltimore. The dispute means 117 CBS stations and affiliates on the DirecTV Now are also affected by the blackout until the sides resolve their dispute. Additionally, CBS Sports Network has been dropped nationally from DirecTV and DirecTV Now, and Smithsonian Channel has been similarly removed from DirecTV. What is this dispute about? Both sides 
blame the other after months of negotiations failed to resolve the dispute. CBS is simply looking to receive fair value for its popular programming and is proposing economic terms similar to those that AT&T's competitors have accepted in hundreds of our recent distribution agreements, CBS said in a statement Saturday morning. The DirecTV deal that expired was signed in 2012. According to CBS, the amount is nowhere close to the today's fair market terms for CBS content, to which AT&T's competitor have repeatedly agreed. CBS estimates it has 240 million viewers on the affected platforms. AT&T disputes CBS's position. On Saturday, Kelly Starling, who handles AT&T's media relations for Florida, Puerto Rico, and the U.S. Virgin Islands, sent an email calling CBS a repeat blackout offender and maintained it did all that it could to avoid the blackout. CBS has put our Miami and Fort Lauderdale customers in the middle of its negotiations by pulling WFOR-CBS and W. BFS MNT of their local line of Starlink said in the email. Some customers are pushing back on social media. All right, so this is what I think is interesting. Now, I don't know if this is true or not, but this is some person named Richard Thomas. So his Twitter, or I guess his Twitter handle, or his Twitter handle is at rthomas51 says, I have done some research regarding this issue, and this blackout is over a dollar increase each month for each AT&T subscriber. CBS has been paid a little over $2 for each AT&T subscriber every month, and now it's seeking a fee in the range of $3. This blackout is over a dollar increase each month for each AT&T subscriber, read one of the posts on Twitter. CBS has been paid an average of $2, and now it's looking for 3 CBS has been paid an average of a little over $2, seeking for 3 said the Times. These people spoke anonymously because the contract negotiations are considered private, said the Times. So... Uh, Always boils down to the dollar. One dollar. But literally one dollar. But it's one dollar per person or per household. The question is, how many people subscribe? So how much money would that actually be? Are we talking like millions or thousands or billions? I don't know. But $1 per household is what I'm getting at. So what it's saying here in the article, it says CBS estimates that it has 240 million viewers on the affected platforms. So... I'm not saying that it's chump change because do I have $240 million? I guess it pretty much wants $240 million every month is what it sounds like because it's saying here $2 every month and now it wants a fee in the range of $3 every month. Yeah, so that's... So I'm not saying that... Look, for... All right, Marvin, as I'm talking, please tell me how much... Can you Google what the revenue of AT&T is per month and then Google the revenue of DirecTV every month? While I... While I... Well, before I do that, 240 It's a million, million per viewers. month. Right, so we'll just say... Let's pretend it's $240 million per month. If you multiply that by 12... We're, that's, that's I'm not saying 
I'm I'm not saying that it's chump change, but at the same time, whether it's DirecTV that's got to handle it, whether it's CBS that's got to handle it, look, you are affecting me, and <laughs> I am the customer, and yeah. as the customer, I am right. Now, fortunately, I do have a fix for this, but let me continue my rant. So, Fair look, enough. at the end of the day, this dollar, if you want me to pay... You know, like either CBS has to absorb it by not doing it, DirecTV absorbs it, or eventually it's going to go to the consumer at the end of the day. Right. So, really, the question is who's going to pay the extra $12 per year? Mm-hmm. Is where it pretty much boils down to at the end of the day $12 for the year. But and, think the of it that, the- and, and the other thing too is, is I don't know what other cable stations charge. Like all this stuff is is obviously confidential. I don't know if it's different because what type of cable viewer do you have? Because it's probably not Directv because you hadn't told me about this. So I don't have cable. Exactly, and my do- point is, if you were to turn on ABC or CBS, you'd be able to watch it. So the ma- the vast majority of people in the entire universe don't have oh, I don't know if that's exact but the people who don't pay for cable get these channels for free. So you're essentially trying to get money from the people who are paying you versus the free network that you don't get any money from. So essentially you're trying to Rob Peter to pay Paul. So I'm just very, very mad at that. So fortunately for me, though, I do have a fix. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, he's stepping from the table to physically show what the fix is going to be. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not going to let the man get me i win what i'm holding in my hand is a digital converter box you can buy one of these digital converter boxes i don't know how much you can buy it. you could probably look it up over on amazon marvin look that up too while we're talking how much does a digital converter box cost on amazon i got this a long time ago because i did not have cable for the longest and i only had once I did get cable, I only had so many cable boxes. So what I wanted to do for the guests, I still wanted to make sure that the guests were able to watch TV, or I wanted to make sure that one of the rooms, if we wanted to put an extra TV, there would be something to watch. So I invested in one of these digital converter boxes, and what I did is I ended up trying it this week. And for me, Elementary is one of my favorite TV shows, and I was not going to miss that episode because it is Elementary's final season. So what I ended up doing, I got this digital converter box, I turned it on, and voila, I was able to watch my elementary. So, I win at the end of the day. DirecTV can argue. CBS can argue. They can figure out who's going to pay for what. But I've got my digital converter box, and I'm going to be good. The other thing that I think is going to be interesting with this scenario is football season is going to be starting pretty soon. Right? College yeah. football season is going to be starting pretty soon. Right? CBS will play college football games. 
and it'll also play NFL games. So at some point, it's July, you know, right now it's baseball season. CBS doesn't really have baseball going on right now. So I think for now, it's just your normal summer programming. But what is going to be very interesting to me is this time next month, when college football season has begun, who is going to cave in? Because DirecTV, they're going to want their subscriptions. People are going to want to watch college football. But you've got CBS, who's actually hosting this, who paid who knows how much money for the rights to be able to pay these shows. And then the thought process is these commercials are going to be able to take care of that. So if you don't have viewers watching this, you don't have the commercials, then you pretty much have, you're going to be losing money. So for me, this time next month, if this is going on, that's really going to be very telling to figure out who's going to cave into who. So I was very curious with that. Those were some of my takes. Gotcha. Gotcha. So as far as the price for a digital converter box on Amazon, I'm looking at prices ranging from around 20 to 40 bucks for that. Now, what I will say is it seems like this type of thing goes on every couple of years where the different networks are making their contracts. They're up, upping the ante, if you will. I was reading online that, like, for example, the ACC network they mm-hmm. are coming out with their own yeah their own you know channel if you will where you can watch all acc games for all the different sports mm-hmm. and they it seems like they're pulling out of other uh previous uh contracts that they had in order to do this and i think this is probably something that's going to continue to go on into the future and you know just because you have a certain channel now you might not have access to that unless you start paying in the future. I know that uh, the NBA, that was another huge thing where once the the contracts for television came through, then I think that kind of trickled over to the NBA itself, and then they could push for more money, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, I totally understand the frustration there, um, but I think this is just the new norm where every couple of years – they're going to do the same thing where the different television shows and different networks are going to be trying to renegotiate to make more money, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But it is really, I, I can't really grasp the frustration because someone like me who just watches television just using a TV tuner will get the channel for free, whereas mm-hmm. you are paying for cable Yet you're not allowed to get it because they have some sort of this dispute. So that's really silly and annoying. Um, but if you could find a way to still record using a digital tuner and then play back at your leisure, I think that would be the ultimate win. So, look, I am all for getting paid what you deserved. You know, I am. I'm all for that. I think for me. It mat- and yes, this is selfish, but what is the whole purpose of all this? Who generates all this money? Why do we do what we do? It's, at the end of the day, it's for the viewer. It's for the consumer. So as consumers, we are the reason why people are doing what they're doing. You know, whether it's, you know, watching sports, whether it's going to be watching TV, the commercials, 
everything is supposed to go to the viewer so that essentially the viewer pays money for a certain thing. So for me, what bothers me is that in a situation like this, in this dispute, there's nothing that I can do as a consumer. Now, again, I'm very fortunate to have this thing and I was able to watch the TV shows that I was able to do. And maybe that's what some people are going to start doing. They're going to be like, you know what, DirecTV, I, I don't need you. CBS, you know, this might actually backfire on both of them because now we have a generation and we have a certain class of individuals like you who are going to look at cutting the cord, cutting the cable, and you know who's going to win with all this at the end of the day? It's going to be Netflix, you know? So what's very interesting to me when we're looking at this story is that both sides are essentially fighting for $1 per person. That person may not end up wanting to watch anymore. So the amount of money that you pay for TV ads, you, you don't have the people that are going to be watching the TV ads. So then those individuals are going to say, well, if I don't have viewers who are going to be watching these commercials, why am I going to pay to have... 45 seconds and to have this much money. So then you're going to have those individuals pull out. Once you have those individuals pull out, then other individuals are going to pull out. And then eventually, then you may not have, you're going to have to find another creative way to be able to sell your content. And if it's not going to be the consumers based off of buying it on the commercials, then where are you going to get your money from? So this is very interesting. And depending on how people feel, this essentially like if me as an individual hey you know what i haven't watched cbs for a week and in a month and you know what my life still goes on right hey, i'm yep. still able to get up i still have to go to work maybe i don't need this tv thing huh maybe i can subsidize this with something else and before you know it both sides screwed themselves so you know i be very very careful be very very careful cbs be very very careful direct tv because this may end up biting you at the end of the day, and both of you guys may end up losing more money than you would have gained over whatever dollar a month that you guys were trying to save or a dollar a month that you guys are trying to get. So, all right. I've been talking for 25 minutes about this subject. <laughs> Marvin, take it away. Right. Man, it seems like you're very heated on this topic. But I won. I won with my digital converter box. So, ha! Haha, ha, you're very heated, you're fired up, it's summertime, guess what? My topic, it's a little curveball, but it's a little, uh, it's tied together. Get this, so summertime, I can argue that the world is getting hotter, you know, and I just don't like being in the direct heat all the time. However, summertime is a time of year where most people, if you have families, you get time off. A lot of people do summer vacations. Mm -hmm. You want to go exploring. Right. And a lot of times, the places that you go exploring are very hot out. Yeah. You know? And rather than trying to beat the heat by staying indoors, what if there was a way that you can recapture the ability to go outside, enjoy sightseeing, going to places that doesn't necessarily involve water, but still stay cool? Check this out. I like gadgets. Disclaimer, I'm a gadget guy. But I was looking online and I ran into this article. Uh, this article was on The Verge. 
And let me go ahead and just read to you what I'm talking about. The title is Sony's wearable AC will arrive too late to save you from this year's heat wave. So there's a company and this device is called a Rion Pocket. And let's talk about what this Rion Pocket. Imagine if you can walk around with your own little portable air conditioner mm. and you can you can wear it. It'll decrease the temperature in your body, your body heat so that you can, you know, attack the elements if you will, live your life yet you're not being succumbed to the intense heat. So let's delve into what this um, this company's trying to produce. Sony has announced the Rion Pocket, a small cooling device that you can wear like a portable air conditioner. It's currently live on Sony's crowdfunding website where prices start at about $117. Slash Gear notes that as well as cooling you during the hot days, the device which slots into the back pocket of a specially designed t-shirt can also warm you during the winter. Unfortunately, March 2020 ship date means that the RAM pocket will arrive too late for this year's heat wave. In the UK, the heat is about 38.1 degrees Celsius. So that's like 105 degrees Fahrenheit. The thing is, the UK is not really used to these types of temperatures. Mm-mm. In fact, the article notes that the second hottest day ever recorded in the country was 105 degrees per the BBC News. So, how does it work? The Rion Pocket works using the Peltier effect, which involves using a small electrical current to allow it to either absorb or give out heat. You control it using one of the companion apps. Um, so, an app uh, where there are plans to introduce an automatic mode in the future. Sony says the device is capable of cooling you by 13 degrees Celsius, which is the equivalent of approximately 23 degrees Fahrenheit, or heating you by 8 degrees Celsius, approximately 14 degrees Fahrenheit. And that you should get about 24 hours of usage out of a single charge via a USB Type-C. Mind you, Sony isn't the first company to to have attempted uh, making a wearable personal thermostat. There was something called an Ember Wave, which tried out uh, back in 2018. And there's also been a number of heating clothing items meant for use while skiing or snowboarding. snowboarding rather. The advantage of the Rion Parkit is its size, which Sony's promotional videos suggest will allow it to fit basically underneath the regular business shirt. So you can't really see it. So let's, let's talk about this thing. You have a portable heating or a portable cooling device that you can slip in to a uh, uh, a design t-shirt and this it has a pocket which is basically in the back of a shirt so if you imagine wearing just a regular v-neck or t-shirt and then in the back where the tag is has a little pocket sleeve where you can slip in this device which is the size of you know an iphone cell phone you slip it to the back and it will sit kind of where the neck is, you know, the trapezius muscle in the back. And it's designed to just either cool you off in the hot summer days or warm you up in the winter. And it just stays with you. And you can wear this for about, you know, 24 hours, it says, according to the article. And it can drop your temperature by double digits. And they're saying they can do all of this for $117 US dollars. 
that's something that I would definitely be interested in uh, picking up and trying for myself. What do you think? Do you think this is something that can actually change the game when it comes to being outside in the hot summer days? So what I'm going to do is I want to try to Google this so that our viewers can actually see exactly what you described. I think it was a very good description, but I think sometimes a picture is worth a thousand words. So I am Googling Rion Pocket Mm -hmm. Photo. All right. I'm going to pull this up on my phone. Images. Okay. So... I don't know if you can see. Let me try to get close. Uh, this uh, it's a little blurry. Uh, back so, up. <laughs> let me try to back up a little bit. All right. So this thing over here is the actual AC device, right? Now there's a pocket in the shirt where you would put this little AC device into the pocket. And from that location is when you're going to see the thermostat effect of making it warmer or cooler. And it's kind of like, I guess the way I kind of look at it as, it's kind of like a fancier version of, you know, those mini fans that you had. And you would always blow them around. You would put them under your shirt. And then you would just wave them around left to right just to cool you off. Is that kind of what you... Imagine, but instead of having to actually move it around, it's going to be in the pocket and it actually can get warmer if it gets too cold and vice versa. So it's like a thermostat inside of you that can actually emit the cold in the warm weather. Right. Yep. So I don't know. I think that, I mean, there are certain days where it's just hot, like especially living in South Florida, you know, where... I kind of think about this is, you know, you know, those NASCAR drivers when they yeah. got the helmet and they got the whole bodysuit. I mean, the reason why they're able to stay in that for so long is because they actually have AC that's flowing through them. So we do have things like that currently, but we don't have anything like that for just the normal everyday Joe Schmo. So would I buy it for $117? I probably wouldn't buy it for $117 being in South Florida because what I would probably... Even though I am in South Florida, because if it's too hot, I would go inside. But there may be certain circumstances where you couldn't. Who are the type of people that made this help? That may help with this. Maybe your construction workers who are outside all day long. Maybe you roofers. Roofers are up on the roof, scorching hot. You know, when you're one one story or two stories high, and you got to be out in the hot sun the whole entire day. You can't just go walk inside the AC. You are there the whole time. So I see construction workers maybe being individuals that this could help out with and laborers who are outside, like, you know, those police cops who are having to direct traffic on a hot day. I see those individuals having to do that. You know, individuals who, you know, farmers who are out in the hot sun the whole entire day. I see individuals like that. I see, you know, coaches who are playing, who are out side football season this may actually help some of the players i mean they may not be able to use that specific type of thing because it may be too too large but if you're trying to figure out ways to make individuals feel healthier you hear about heat stroke you hear about people who are dying on the fields this might be the type of technology that 
you get Sony working with Nike to be able to come up with something for the helmet, come up with something in the shoulder pads, just to decrease all of these types of strokes that you heat strokes that you talk about, that you hear about on the news all the time. You remember Maryland where somebody died during a workout. Now, I don't know if it was because of heat exhaustion, but if you've got these big lawsuits that are coming around because coaches are not, you know, properly conditioning, the strength and conditioning people are going way too long. This is how you combat something like that. So if I'm Sony, I am going to go to the NCAA. I'm going to the NFL. I'm saying, Hey, you're talking about concussions. You're talking about, you know, I guess concussions doesn't really you know matter because this is heat. But you're talking about people who are suffering from heat stroke. You're talking about dehydration. You're talking about if you're if the people are here to see your athletes. What can we do to make athletes stay on the court, stay on the field more? You make sure that they're hydrated and you make sure that they're cool. We have a product that can help you out with that. Mic drop done game over so i think that maybe not necessarily this specific product but if you're trying to think about you know version 2.0 version 3.0 version 4.0 if you get that thing to be a little smaller you get that thing you know behind the neck you know into the shoulder pad you get that thing you know on you know, anywhere that can help circulate that air, I think you've got a really, really good product. So that's kind of what my thought is. What do you think? I'm there with you 100%. Especially I'm as thinking... an athlete. Tell me from a personal, from your perspective as an NCAA athlete, what would you think of having something like this from that perspective? I think this is something that is very, very, very intriguing. Um, it would be beneficial if this thing truly does work i disclaimer i've never worn one and i do want to try it out mm-hmm. um from an athlete's point of view yeah this thing is very important and can help especially when it comes to the heat i you're referencing um that uh, university of maryland football player mm-hmm. who did mm-hmm. pass out he passed away um and they did say that it was um in reference to heat it was definitely tied to it i don't know the specific details but he did play a factor um and then the vice versa is true too you know uh, just the other day we had some people over at the house and they're talking about up here in um the northeast he this gentleman was like you know what i've decided after october i no longer will be going to football games because he used to do it in the past Mm -hmm. and it was just way too miserable he said he was wearing multiple layers. He's sitting down. He is mm-hmm. a true fan. Mm-hmm. He's willing to pay money to go to these games. But he's like, I can't do it anymore. But guess what? If this thing truly does what it says it could do, it could help warm you up. So I think there are, there are lots of uses um, for this. I'm a podiatrist. So now some people come to the office and they're complaining about stinky feet. Well, guess what? Why do why Where does nasty smells come from? Sweat actually doesn't have a scent. What happens, Mm. though, is when you sweat, it creates an environment that a lot of microorganisms flourish in. So then that wet, moist environment causes the bacteria to multiply. And what you're smelling with nasty, smelly feet is the bacteria. Guess what? If you can create some sort of device that allows your feet to be cooler, hence no longer needing to sweat, 
then there's no reason for those microbes to go into your feet and now your shoes will smell nice all the time. So this thing, this concept can go, I don't know, tenfold, twentyfold. It, it, you can use so many, uh, it can be used for so many uses if the technology is in fact what they say it is. So I'm really interested. I do like the concept of having wearable technology devices you know apple came out with the iphone watch mm -hmm, or the mm -hmm. iwatch and they said that you know there is a potential where the iwatch can predict someone getting a heart attack i don't know if that's actually true or not but they have advertised that but that concept i think is important and i do um like those notions where if you have wearable technology that can help you out as an individual whether it's looking out for your overall health or just making life a little easier, I'm all for it. And like I said before, I do like gadgets, so this is like near and dear to my heart. So if this is true, I would go and get one because I just want it. <laughs> you know, so I was thinking about this. So I think one of the hottest football games I went to as a fan was when I went to Gainesville and I had an opportunity to watch a college football game over at the Swamp. Mm -hmm. Now... The way that they have this swamp set up, and it's probably very similar to some of your other collegiate areas, is that, you know, the stadium has areas that are shaded, and the stadium has areas that aren't. So generally, the places that are very, very hot are your collegiate sections, and you have your boosters that have the nice chairs, your individuals who are past grads that can pay a little money you know they're able to sit underneath the awnings and i just remember going to that game and just seeing multiple ambulances coming in because you had students who just had heat exhaustion and maybe even heat stroke so you know before i said you know would i pay 117 dollars you know for something like that you know i still kind of feel like i probably wouldn't but when I'm thinking about that mindset, I think there are people that would. So I think this is onto something. You know, I think it'd be kind of nice to try it. But, you know, what, what I'm reading here, and I think you kind of talked about it, but so there is, I don't know if you're familiar with this, there is like a neckband that is around your neck and has like a similar type of setup but instead of it being 178 dollars it's it's almost like you know the individuals that have the like their the headpiece it's almost like these headphones and they're they're around here and then when you're not using it they just put it on their neck and they walk around with it on their neck it essentially kind of looks like that and it's able to i think it's got mini fan in there so there are stuff like that. Now, I don't know if it's going to be as sophisticated with being able to have like almost like a thermostat in there. So there are some stuff that are kind of like that. So it's very interesting. I think that your article just shows where, I mean, I think this time 10 years from now, you're going to see that nice mix between fashion and technology. And once you get to that point... Who knows what will happen? Yeah, man. It's coming. It's coming. All right, man. So it's been about 45 minutes almost. So I figured let's try to give some of our listeners and viewers some things to 
leap away with. So first off with my article about CBS and DirecTV. And for me, I think it's, you know, I'm okay with people need, people deserve what they make. And I would be the last person to, you know, tell somebody, hey, you know, I'm going to take this money from feeding your family. So I am not one that's going to be looking at it from that perspective. But you've got big companies who are going to be doing their negotiations. Do what you need to do. That's fine. But I should not be affected by, you know, you two trying to figure something out. And using me as a pawn, you know, I may not like it to the point where I may want to make you pay. And the way that I may make you pay is by just boycotting you altogether. You know, you've got individuals who, when you're renting somewhere, you know, the rent increases so they leave. You got, I remember I was, I used to have Netflix. And when I had Netflix, I had the Netflix where you had the three DVDs. And then you also had watch shows and they increased that by a couple dollars. So I left just for something as simple as that. So with this whole CBS and DirecTV thing, be careful with, you know, what you're trying to do. Because at the end of the day, it may bite you at the end of the day. And make sure you beat the man by getting a digital converter box. Boom. What about you, Marvin? For me, what I would say is uh, don't be afraid to test out technology. I think as we age and as the country continues to age, it's important to take a chance. See if technology can help you out in the long run. Um, this is coming from the point of view of someone who loves gadgets, and I'm going to continue loving gadgets. But on a serious note, it's hot out there. Be careful. Be smart. Pay attention to uh, warning tracks when it comes to being overheated. And um, do look into the Weather Channel and or just the weather report to make sure that you don't get too hot. All right, man. So what you got going on for the rest of this weekend and the week coming up? Well, um, we celebrated a birthday for one of Donna's uh, best friends. So that was cool. Um, just going to do some cleaning up today hang out with the wifey a little bit more and then just get prepared for next week. Cool. 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 You know, brother-in-law and I, we had to replace some fans outside because it's hot yep. and we do have people over. So we ended up replacing some fans, set them up. They're working now. Very nice. Got a remote. So now we can able, now we are able to control that remotely. So that's very cool. Again, this is our anniversary weekend. So we will be going out. So that's going to be something to look forward to. And then I think we're going to have a little get-together at the house tomorrow. So try to see if we can get some of the fam, do a little pool thing, try to enjoy the summer when it's hot, use the pool. So we'll see how that goes. All right. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. All right. Well, my Marceline Brothers podcast viewers, thank you again for listening to another awesome episode of the MPP crew. Can you believe we are in our 20s? We are in our 20s with regards to the amount of episodes that we have. So we are really, really growing a lot. So with that being said, I want to make sure that we tell our viewers how to listen to us. So with this episode 28, different ways that you're able to find us is you can either Google us, Marcel Brothers Podcast. If you want to directly contact us, you can email us at Marcel Brothers 
at gmail.com. In addition to that, you can find us in all of your different podcast mediums. You can just look us up that way. And we also have our YouTube page. So if you want to watch us while we're doing this podcast, you have an opportunity to be able to do that by viewing our YouTube channel, which is Marcel Bose Podcast. I think that's good, man. All right, Marvin. Take it easy. Have a good one. Stay safe. MVP crew, we're out. Talk to you later. Later. Thanks for listening to the Marston Brothers Podcast. And remember, do work and make a difference in somebody's life.